Right, George, um, welcome in. We got a little crazy time in our world here. Um, um, coronavirus time, but there's also NFL free agency. Things were wild, and uh, we're here for episode. Well, I'm looking up the episode number as we speak, Sammy. I was. I thought you had it. No, uh, it episode 608. I was just clicking on. I, I was so close. I was almost there. The page was loading. Episode 608 of the That Being Said podcast with myself, George Ajour. And there's me, Sammy. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the intro part, but I guess, you know what? We're doing the intro, basically, because it's brought to you by Sports on Tap. That's sonsports.com. You can find us at sontsports.com. That's the easiest way to do it, because we are obviously not in the same location, so we won't be recording an intro together. Um, welcome in. Uh, where are we starting today? I know you wanted to – we're going to do mostly NFL free agency, but I know you just wanted to mention a little Kevin Durant story. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I don't. We'll we'll save this large NBA podcast for Brooklyn Nets just tested positive for coronavirus. None of them are that serious, but just goes to show. Even with no symptoms, they were for Durant, for example. He tested positive for the for the virus. So, like, if you. I know people are preaching a lot of, you know, distancing, social, uh, what they call it? social distancing and staying at home. And you know what? Do it. You're not missing out on anything. Like if you have, you know, like I saw a great uh, Instagram today. Um, the guy who was the one, the guy who holds a sign, like dude with a sign or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And it, all it said was like, you're not, your friends are doing nothing either. Like you're not missing out on anything by staying home and just staying away from people. So stay at home, stay away from people. And uh, I think it can hopefully stop this disease. But yeah, Kevin Durant has it. And uh, I also don't think, know how the NBA is going to resume until they're 100% sure that no players or coaches or training staff members have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, you know me, I'm home most of the time. I'm, I'm off to see my girlfriend. You know, a little bit of a different situation, seeing a significant other, but obviously not going into large crowds, not going into social events. And, uh, you know, you see these NBA players because it's like, hey, you know, even if they've been quarantining from last week, like just a simple touch from another player possibly before the NBA shut down, spread the virus throughout the league, right? Absolutely. And that's what you can be doing to family members and others. Um but we'll do a whole NBA podcast. I mean, there's been a lot of stories about the implications behind this, how much money's lost, what would have happened if they continued to play. I think there was a statement recently put out, uh, like right before we got on the podcast, about how many people would have been affected, infected if they did not stop. Um, so there's a whole lot of interesting information. But instead of making this a sappy podcast about the virus, which I know people like sports as a little bit of an outlet right now, um, Let's get to some NFL free agency. Yeah. Um, there's a guy, I think Tampa Bay just signed a new quarterback. Uh, you might have heard of him before. He used to play for the New England Patriots. His name is Tom Brady. Uh, he's won, I think, six Super Bowls, which would make him the most winning quarterback in history of sports. Well, it didn't sign. Let's not give misinformation. Well, te- well, technically, no one is allowed to sign on the dotted line right now because no one, because no one's meeting right now. So, agreed to. Terms. Although you could no, you could you could sign. I think the players that are on 
returning teams are allowed to sign contracts. Yep. If you're if you're like signing an extension or re-signing with the team. But yeah, new teams, it's technically agreeing to terms. But still, Tom Brady technically has not confirmed this, right? Nope. Technically, but apparently it's a done deal. Um, plus, the Chargers said they were out. He walked away from the Patriots. I mean, what a uh, weird – and when I say weird, it's like it's Tom Brady, right? That's why it's weird. Not weird that somebody left him for agency. It's not weird that he picked the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers actually – compared to most teams in the NFL, have the weapons, right? right? And they have the coach that people like. They have the good weather. They have a cool franchise. It's not that storied, but it's, you know, it's not like a dumpster fire of a franchise. Um, it's not that weird, but it's just weird that Tom Brady's not going to be in a Patriots jersey next year, and that's not retirement. That's him being on a completely different team. And I just don't even know what to make of it, man. Like, it is a weird feeling to think we're going to see Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. Form. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you see the the um, photoshops right now, and they just don't look real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a couple teams I would have seen, like the Cowboys or the 49ers, would have been like, okay. Yeah. But you know, when you see Chargers and Colts and Buccaneers, they're all like, no, there's no way. Yeah, and I, I mean. Honestly, if you want to talk about the football fit for things here, I mean, the Buccaneers, you know, I think they would be a good organization for Tom Brady. If you if you want to just talk football for a second, and they have some ample weapons that really could shoot, man. If those weapons, uh, if Brady uses them right, there could be a lot of, I mean, God, they're ample. OJ, OJ Howard, uh, Godwin. Mike Evans. Football-wise, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is probably his best weapon core of his career. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I heard this on Colin Cowherd's show this morning, and I thought it was uh, the key point. It seemed like everything started going downhill once you know, he saw that uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who we'll talk about next probably, got traded for, you know, a piece of dirt and a sandwich, and why not to us? And then Stefan Diggs gets traded for a first round pick. I know the Patriots don't have that, but it's like, you know, other teams are making these moves. Why can't we get me a receiver? I, I know, know we tried with Antonio Brown, a nut job. We tried with Josh Gordon, but we knew he was going through drug addiction problems. That's our best attempt. Like, uh, and, and I have Gronk who retires. And then you got other teams. You got the Chargers who would have had Keenan Allen and some strong pieces, Melvin Gordon. Um, Hunter Henry coming back. They would have had some strong pieces. Like you, like I just mentioned, other teams trading for receivers. And then you got this Tampa Bay team that has a good run game, has good receivers, a good tight end, a good coach, um, a really good situation in general. And, you know, if you're Tom Brady, yeah, why not go try to prove that I can do it elsewhere when they're not giving me the pieces I probably deserve? Right. And, I mean, God, you just – you kind of said it perfectly there if you didn't notice – you said Antonio Brown. He was kind of like, all right, no one else wants to take a shot on this guy. Let's take a shot on him. Josh Gordon, no one else wanted to take a shot on him anymore. So let's take a shot on him. Like, none of you. Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed like, Sanu, great. great. He's, like, been past his prime since 2001, you know? I mean, kidding. All kidding aside. But, you know, a lot of older pieces. They took a lot of flyers. And, and frankly, the Patriots have done – 
bad, 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 bad job at drafting receivers. They've drafted multiple receivers in the first round, second round uh, during uh, Brady and Belichick's era, and I just haven't been able to hit on even one of them. They've been able to hit on a lot of guys like the Julian Aldomans, Wes Welker, who they took from short, white, short guys. white guys. Yeah, uh, and Randy Moss. <laughs> so yeah, it's that's not. It, that's not the draft. Like you know, they just haven't been able to draft anyone well enough to yeah. you know give him the weapons he deserves. So I don't know. I mean, he's forty something years old. I don't know how. Like I don't know if two guys like in Godwin and Mike Evans, who primarily are deep ball threats. I mean, that's what they're really, really good at. I mean, they can run routes, but I, I wonder how his deep ball is. I hope we don't look back at this and it's like a, you know, Jordan on the Wizards where it just felt wrong and you're like, ah, I know he was okay and he was good enough, but I'd rather had him not seen it. Yeah, there's obviously hundreds of cases of the athlete, the Joe Montana playing for Kansas City, the, you know, uh, there's the Brett Favre, I know he was fine, but like on the Jets, he started to. It's like, ah, lace, time to hang it up, man. Even, you know, Peyton Manning got lucky that he was on such a talented defense. Mm-hmm. He was looking pretty damn bad. He got benched for Brock Osweiler at one point, basically, his final year in Denver. Um, you know, you've seen the NBA, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan. You've seen guys like Allen Iverson try to take the last stand on the, on the Grizzlies, right? right? Like, these things don't always work out as you would hope they do. Um, now, if there's anybody that's been doubted and kind of shut up the doubters a hundred different times, it's Tom Brady. Absolutely. More than anybody ever, right? More than Peyton Manning. I'd say more than Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Like, we're talking about a guy who went to Super Bowl after Super Bowl, hitting like 39, 40 years old. And then last year, you know, being a game away from the AFC Championship again um, with a team that's not really progressing, right? A team that's not getting him the pieces he needs. There, there, would, there wouldn't be that much of a shock for me if Brady comes out and has that first year in Denver paying Manning, right? Where like, wow, look at these fucking weapons. I'm going to throw for 50 touchdowns and I'm amazing. But at some point, we're going to have to be realistic. There's got to be a cliff at some point. Yeah, um, and usually when the cliff comes, it's a, like you said, it's a cliff. It's not a you know slow, uh, sloping Slide. hill. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a cliff, and when you fall off and you call off it quick. Uh, I mean, best case scenario. Um, I, I mean, do we have the details of a contract? Is it one years? Is it two years? Do we know that yet, or not quite? No, I'm not sure. Okay, well, I mean, in any case, like it sounds like they say it's thirty million a, plus annually which means i'm thinking it's like a two-year yeah and assuming. i think that should be about it for brady um i it's gonna be weird right i mean you don't like you said if when he was leaving like if it was the dallas cowboys or the raiders like these you know really historic names and stuff it like it kind of like looks and feels good but like the buccaneers hmm like just replacing Jameis Winston. But even though this there might be is. the better situation, right? If you want to look at it as a football situation, is it better than going to maybe not better than Dallas, but it's better than Oakland. It's better than the Chargers. Or uh, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas now. Vegas. It's better than Vegas. It's better than the Chargers. It's better than Oakland. It's better than San Diego. 
Well, oh, yeah, wait, wait, they, wait, wait, wait. It's a bit better <laughs> in two places that don't have football teams. But no, really, I mean, actually, out of the pl- teams that he could have went to, I don't. I actually think this is a good fit. I, you got the receiving core. You got a head coach who's going to trust you. He's older. Uh, we saw what he did late in Carson Palmer's career for him. Yeah. So, in general, I it mean, makes sense. I think – there's a couple aspects, right? I guess this is the last I have to say about it for now. A couple aspects are, it looks like, as much I know the Patriots believe Brady's a goat. So does Belichick. There's respect. There's not going to be a rift. But it looks like Belichick was ready to move on and Tom felt disrespected. It seems like, hey, like, can you guys help me get some weapons? Like, well, what's going on here? I feel like Tom stopped being in charge. And as a quarterback, you're kind of usually are in charge. Yeah. Um, number two, I don't think he was going to go play for Vance Joseph in the Chargers. Nothing, nothing against Vance Joseph. I think it's not Vance Joseph. Sorry. What's his name? Anthony um, Lynn. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> That's a little stereotyping, but <laughs> they don't look the same. They're both African American and bald. Um, and Anthony Lynn is. Uh, you know, been kind of criticized as being not the greatest coach, right? I'm glad that he's getting more opportunities and but you're losing your quarterback and that's going to be tough. And I don't know if, you know, Brady probably saw Philip Rivers really struggled over there and Philip's not an awful quarterback. So how's that going to go? And then you got the Raiders. Like, do you really want to go to Las Vegas? And as much as we thought like, oh, LA's cool too for him and his family. It sounds like one of the main reasons he, he that he stayed on the east coast is for family right he didn't want to move his family somewhere else and that's very interesting to me because they're rich it could be for one two years right they have houses already but i read that it's a big part of the decision is staying on the east coast so there's a lot of factors that play into this but i think at the end of the day the biggest factor is i think he sees this as his best opportunity to win another super bowl and prove that he is the reason the Patriots were the Patriots. I think that's a goal of his. Yeah, I, I completely uh, I agree with that being a big, big goal of his. Uh, one thing that it has not gone unnoticed by me is, and, you know, this is if you listen to this podcast on a, on a consistent basis, you know that I have a follow-up question here to everything you just said. And let's see if Sammy can guess what it is. Uh, I guess the record. No. Uh, what happens to Jameis? What happens to Jameis? I think he's going to be the quarterback of the, the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, there's uh, the Colts were an option, but it looks like the Colts, which we can get to next, with along with some other trades and stuff. But the Colts are going after Philip Rivers, or they have signed Philip Rivers actually. Sorry for a one year deal. Um, and you know, Vegas has their there are two quarterbacks that they're trying out. You've got not really many other openings around the league, except for maybe the Los Angeles Chargers. And you got the New England Patriots now. But really, like as much as the storyline sound awesome. How about the Chicago Bears? Do you think that could be a option? I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I kind of forgot. Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Panthers instead of the Bears. Right. But as a Bears... I think the Bears are know the city, the community, the outrage that would happen if you bench Trubisky, who they already hate, put in Jameis, and he does even worse. And I don't know how he'd fold under that pressure. So I don't know if that's a place for him to thrive. Um, but Patriots sounds fun. I think, obviously, the three options 
if we're considering a starting job, right? Because he might be a backup, yeah, I guess. Yeah, a, a lot of what I'm reading online is he could – he's going to probably have to settle into a Ryan Tannehill position where he's the backup, but you can get a chance to go win the job. From what I'm reading on, he's trending on Twitter right now. That's kind of the um, the consensus here from a lot of media types. Well, there's the three landing spots as a starter would be Chicago – uh, the Chargers and the Patriots, um, but as a backup man, there's a lot of options. Because it says, because you know? like, sorry, just to, uh, per Adam Schefter, Jameis Winston isn't expected to land a starting QB job this upcoming season. Well, George, can I tell you something? I think that's some bullshit. You know what, Sammy? I do too. Because, and I'm not just saying this as a Jameis fan or a supporter of you, who's also a big <laughs> Jameis fan. I'm saying this as like. I know the guy threw 30 picks, but you see a guy like Philip Rivers, 38, almost doing the exact same thing as Jameis with less of an arm now, more erratic, almost as erratic, but less down uh, down the field of an arm threat, getting one year, 25 million with yeah. the Colts. I feel like Jameis could also got LASIK. I know that sounds like a running joke to everyone, but if you've seen how many guys times the guy squints in the middle of games, it seems like it might play a decent, effective role. I, I right? agree. So, Give the guy a shot somewhere in Chicago. I promise you he's better than Mitch Trubisky. Um, I promise you he's better than starting Tyrod Taylor with the Chargers. And I promise you he's better than Jared Stidham on the Yeah, I, I, I can now, see. Now, there's obviously backup yep. roles, but come on, you know? Yeah, I do the right thing, Bill Belichick. Go, let's go get Jameis, right? Like, let's go do it. Prove, if, like, this, that, prove you're the greatest yeah, coach of all time. prove it. Prove yeah, I can win. Not that you haven't already. But. No, I need I need more proof. Can you win with Jameis Winston? Can you make Jameis not throw interceptions? Yeah, I don't know if it's possible, but I'm right there. Actually, I think Jameis is a very exciting topic. Uh, you could also consider some teams that have injury-prone quarterbacks, like the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw that hurt him in the yeah. playoffs last year. Carson Wentz, once again, who I understand is a top-notch quarterback, can't stay on the field. So, somewhere like that wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. Um, you know, I think another option could be the Detroit Lions if they move on from Matt Stafford. Now, as a Lions fan, they're going to probably draft a quarterback, but you could probably put him there as a backup if the quarter, if the rookie's a disaster early on. Um but with that said, with the Lions, I actually do think that's who's going to end up landing. That in would be something interesting there because, I mean, it would probably take a lot of trades. A lot, a lot of – the only reason I push back on that one is I think Matt Patricia, and I, I know he's not ultimately the one who's going to make the final decision here, but I think Matt Patricia is coaching for his job this year, and it's going to be really hard to win without a veteran quarterback if, you're, if you are the uh, – if you are the Lions. So, in a way, I feel like Patricia. Fair, but if they yeah, get Tua. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. If you're, if you're, if you're sorry. Patricia, you're probably fighting for your life here and trying your hardest to make sure that you don't get. I mean, if even if you get Tua, be like, can we keep Stafford for a year? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can, can we please? Like, because if they, even if they get Tua, I don't think as a defensive coach, you're going to give them like, oh, you have the next four years to figure this out. I don't think. No, but you could possibly tell them, hey, we're going to do this. Don't freak Very out. Possible. We're giving you uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. 
if, if – but we're talking about a not very competent right. Detroit Lions organization. Well, no, it's right? not Haven't long. made the playoffs we, in how many years? beat them in the playoffs a few years ago. But before well, that, they had a very sorry. long playoff draft. They're definitely the Seattle and Mariners. The Seattle Mariners of the NFL. 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, they got one playoff appearance in between. And, I mean, they're probably top three worst organizations with the Cleveland Browns, maybe like the Washington Redskins, somewhere in Cincinnati Bengals, somewhere in those ranges. Um, they, you know, I was going to say, I know that they're an awful organization in general, but, you know, whoever's working there right now, if you have enough trust between head coach and GM, you could – that's the problem with most NFL teams, I feel like. I, I'm not, you know, not an NFL GM. But it's a lot of this, like, the coach wants a new quarterback, but the GM doesn't want this, or the GM wants this, the coach doesn't want this. If you can come to an agreement that Stafford's not the guy right now, then we're going to move forward, draft yeah, the guy. I'm going to have to agree work with really you well. there, but we'll see what they do. I don't know what kind of trust factor they have there. Um, I guess let's move, move on to some other guys now and uh, – that we some round robin shit. Should we go with the quarterbacks or should we uh, go with the just surprises? Let's start off with what everyone's the calling the uh, like the the heist of the year uh, of a long time and a guy that's been criticized. Let me know if my mic cuts out. It might cut out for a quick moment, um, but the heist of a decade a guy that everyone seems to criticize on a weekly, daily basis, whatever it may be, uh, Bill O'Brien, trading trading Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, for uh, aging, I guess. Uh, you don't like seeing aging with him, but, I mean, he's 30 almost, right? But not as productive David Johnson, who's more expensive than DeAndre Hopkins, swapping fourth-round picks. Um when meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. who most people believe is the best quarterback, or sorry, best wide receiver in the NFL, meanwhile, you got Stephon Diggs going for a first round pick. You had OBJ last year going for the 17th pick in the draft. You have uh, even a Muhammad Sanu got a third round I for know. the Patriots. I feel like that's even more of a bargain than, than what DeAndre Hopkins got. Now, can I say mm-hmm. this? And then I want your opinion mostly is I get tired of the, of the Bill O'Brien slander i kind of hope they do good and it works out fine for them this year but but no matter what because i you know me and you're in the same boat that like wide receivers don't change everything but at the same time horrible trade Um, two tweets i saw one of them i cannot find right now but uh i saw some guys i wish i could credit him he said trading the uh deandre hopkins for david johnson it's like trading uh, baseball cards with a foreign exchange student. And yeah, yeah. and like, then Adam oh, Rank, blue check. I don't know. Have you heard of Adam Rank? I never have before. But he said, uh, so I guess the name. Houston signed Randall Cobb, said trying to replace DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb is like trying to replace your stolen car with a toaster. Yeah, so um, I like that tweet. Yeah, they. I mean, look, I'm with you. We we're gonna slander, you know, Bill O'Brien, who's made the playoffs three out of a four last four years, and say he fucking sucks and he's an idiot. And he probably it seems like he fucking sucks and is an idiot as a GM, but he's not a bad head coach. It seems like because this team is constantly winning games, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, it's it's a um. 
they're in the playoffs yearly. They're always seemingly working out pretty good. Um, they had they drafted the right quarterback, and he is the GM that drafted the right quarterback. And it seems like things are working out year by year. Uh, but the GM side, I think trades-wise, has not worked out for them, and that's been clear. Um, it's just been more of the, you know, people hate him on coaching so much. Like you said, he's done good enough coaching, right? They've won games. They've made the playoffs. He even drafted some good players. But at the end of the day, Name the successful GM coach combos in the history of of post nineties sports. Like Doc Rivers, one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah. Steve Ballmer had to cut that off real quick, right? I mean, you got legendary coaches like Pete Carroll. He's a legendary GM and John Schneider. I mean, you got what Bill Belichick at it. Okay, he is not a is GM. Andy Reid a GM coach too? I don't believe Has he so. Done it, so I think in the past. Uh... Like in general, it just doesn't happen. And that's why, I mean, GM usually is a full-time job. If you haven't noticed, like John Schneider doesn't work at Les Schwab in the afternoon. And um, head coach is a full-time job. So to put yourself in two full-time jobs, it's kind of hard. Well, yeah, he actually, he was from 2001 to 2012. He was also the Eagles executive vice president wow, effect- effectively making the and, general manager. And they, Andy they Reed did was pretty well. Then that was he's going to so, Kansas City. Where, yeah, but I, not, well, still and not they made as the Super Bowl. well as Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. True, when they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, everyone fucking hates Bill O'Brien for this, which, you know, if I'm, like, the Houston, Texas owner, I'm saying, like, okay, maybe we should just release you like they did Doc Rivers in L.A. Like, maybe don't be the GM. But, you know. Cool. Like, and he is a great coach. He can be the coach. So, great yeah, coach. I mean, and not great, but he's a good enough coach to where that's fine. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't like the slander. But yeah, that was that was a heist. And uh, if you are, um, got him blank on name, Deshaun Watson, how mad are you about this right now? I mean, I'm not happy. I have a Will Fuller who's busted up and broken half the time. Um, and that's about it. And then you get Randall Cobb, who's about busted up. It's not 2016 Last time I anymore, not 2016. right? So I would be quite upset if I yeah. And it's not Deshaun like Watson, he not like if they traded. I was thinking about it today. Like, all right, so Deshaun Watson, like, hey man, what's up? Hey, we're trading DeAndre Hopkins. Like, he must have been like, oh man, damn. So you guys finally got me some offensive line help. Oh no, we just got you an aging running back. And Randall and, and Randall, Randall Cobb will coming. be there soon. Like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty, pretty. Um, yeah, like you just, know, if you're him, deal. I would not be happy about it. Neither would I. And I, you know, if I'm Kyler Murray on the other end, Kyler Murray's going to have, a, I know, an older Larry Fitzgerald, but a guy that helps him learn the ropes, um, as well as having a DeAndre Hopkins. you got to be a happy camper in the NFC West. Yes, it's going to be one of the hardest divisions talent. in football. And, I mean, one thing we did not even talk about on this podcast yet is a new CBA. So, just everyone gets one more game a year. So, I guess uh, that has nothing to do much with 
anything you just said, but it's just going to make it a little easier to make the playoffs. So I guess a division like the NFC West, you'll be able to make the playoffs as the number three seed if you're really good. Like the Rams would have made it last year. I always saw like what would have been the thing. We would add three teams from the NFC West make it. Yeah, so you would have had three out of your four teams in the division in the playoffs, which shows the competition level. And that was with Jimmy Garoppolo, his first full season, um, an injured Rams team, a very injured Seahawks team, and the and first year Cardinals and first year, first year coach quarterback. So you can only imagine. Yeah, so you can only exactly. imagine what's going on forward. Um, and then you have Philip Rivers signing with the Colts. I think it's a good signing. Uh, one year, $25 million. But as I told you, uh, I can't believe it. the Colts went from the like next John Elway, the best quarterback in the NFL potentially for 10 years, and Andrew Luck, who's 29 years old, to, oh, I retire, and now we have 39-year-olds. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not dollars. like when Chris Ballard took the job as as a general manager for the Colts. I, I don't think this is exactly what he imagined is going to happen. Not quite. I mean, not a lot quite. of people who are hyping up Jacoby Brissett and saying that, you know, he's going to be really good and, and you know, he's a starting quarterback in this league. Doesn't really seem like he is. Uh, he's a backup and a pretty good backup at that. But I don't anticipate, like, you know, I anticipate him remaining the backup. I don't see everyone calling the Colts and or anyone on social media today like, hey, where what are Brissett's going to end up next year? Right? <laughs> I mean, it seems like everyone's off that train now. I mean, it's kind of funny just because Bill Bill Parcells and him were good friends. It was like, oh, Bill Parcells like him. He has to be a starting uh, starting quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't look like a great starter, but I can also see him being the type of guy like a Case Keenum. That yeah, gets absolutely. He's good when enough. He's older and can you know be a. He's good enough to be a placeholder and or backup. Um, and then you had. Teddy Bridgewater, three-year deal with Carolina. I thought that was an amazing deal for them, and I thought that was the right move because Cam Newton can't stay on the field. And time to head, you know, with Christian McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater, you got a pretty good pretty I, good I thing going in Carolina. So I now, Teddy Bridgewater is interesting to me because, yeah, he's very I interesting Don't, Let's not get to too like, high. I think the Chicago Bears passed up on him. I just don't – look, I'm not a – I don't hate Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is going to be not good. I just, I don't know yet. I really don't. I've always thought, what's his ceiling, right? Could he be the 10th best quarterback in the NFL? I don't think so. Could he be the 15th? Yeah, sure. Can I give you a great example? He could very much be the Ryan Tannehill and or Jacoby Brissett and or Case Keenum type. And I know all those guys are a little different. And you could say, Ryan Tannehill just got paid, right? But Ryan Tannehill also, like, was on a very phenomenally phenomenal team and also took him a couple tries to become a starting quarterback. Same goes for Teddy Bridgewater. Same goes for a guy like Jacoby Prissett. Same goes for dudes like Case Keenum. There's a reason they aren't superstars day one. And that's because they're they're not bad, but they're not the best. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Bo? They're not superstars. I, I was saying, like, I sorry, saw. You, sorry, what? <laughs> no, no. I thought you were. I thought that was rhetorical. No, it question. was like. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? I was like, go ahead. You know who's the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? 
You know, he was drafted Brian three Lefkowitz. years after Tom Brady, and he's been retired for almost 10 years. That's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, that's why I think Teddy Bridgewater is wrapping it back up to Teddy Bridgewater. He's like Brian Leftwich. He could be a starter in this league. And a pretty good starter. But I don't, I don't I'm not going to put my whole organization behind Teddy Bridgewater. Very interesting way you wrap that yeah, around. Yeah, he's a little better. I think yeah, he's, he's a little better, better than Brian I mean, Leftwich. I do not 100% pops, Byron, Byron. But they're but, both, you know unmobile quarterbacks and both throw good deep balls and they're both really good leaders. And that's why everyone loves Teddy Bridgewater. And that's why everyone loves Brian Leftwich in his career. And they both, and, and, and every, and everyone will be like, well, Oh, they're both African-American. We'll that find too. out. Yeah. They're both black, but that's not, and that's not where the, and that's not where the comparison well, ends. You gotta also. Yeah. Well, you know, they are, we'll see. Teddy Bridgewater did make the playoffs with the Vikings. Yeah, Brian, and Brian Leftwich led injury, the Jaguars so to the we'll keep an eye AFC out you never divisional know. round playoffs and then uh, got slaughtered by the Patriots. Oh, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, but it's a little I think Brett situation. Bridgewater is better than Leftwich. <laughs> um, um, any other signings that we missed uh, a couple here? Guys, let me think if there's anyone that was huge that we missed at the yeah, uh, they, oh, which, Diggs got traded to the which Bills. they gave up so kind of much more mentioned. than the um, Cardinals gave up for DeAndre Hopkins. So that that's interesting. Um, so I don't know if that's more of an indictment on the Bills or more of an indictment on the Houston Texans. Because I I think more on the te- Texans, man. A lot of a lot of receivers go for number one picks and a couple good players or a couple good picks. Not a lot of superstar, best at your position athletes go for yeah, not no, great agree. things. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, and last but not least, looks like Cam Newton's um, time in Carolina is coming to an end as well. Uh, I don't know what the landing spot is for him. Same with him and Jameis, like New England, Chicago, Los Angeles. Well, we are. I mean, the Redskins are talking about getting a quarterback, but because their new group of people aren't thrilled with uh, with Haskins, but I just don't see him landing there. Yeah, nor do I. It's it's going to be interesting because remember we we have to consider there's so many teams that have young quarterbacks that might want to have a second option and there's a lot of teams that are ready to draft that still uh, also might want a second so, option so it's a little complicated. Uh, just, I guess stay tuned we got, we got a lot there's still a lot of dominoes to fall here in the NFL it's not over yet yeah I think what the best uh, thing to do here is um, good conversation about the NFL free agency and maybe you know at the end of this week we might actually sit down and do a little more of a full wrap up of like what the full scape and scope and changes of the NFL has been. But this was kind of just, man, shit. Here's all the signings. You know what? That's how these last two days probably wouldn't have done this podcast today. If TV 12 didn't sign. So um, when, when, when Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time signs, you kind of got to say something about it. You do. And um, for those listening, we, we gotta, we'll get some more podcasts that we'll do a little NBA 
coronavirus fiasco that's going on right now. It's pretty crazy what's happening. We'll probably get a Seattle podcast in here soon, and maybe yeah. Some I, bonus think content, so I, I think everyone should stay tuned. I think everyone should stay tuned. That's a really good suggestion you've given everyone. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. I know everyone's home. Stay tuned. Me and George are gonna be doing some live yeah. podcasts <laughs> and some video content. So, so stay tuned. Find us at sonsports.com. That's sontsports.com. From there, you can find our Facebooks, our Twitters, all that stuff. Follow us because that's where you're gonna see us be going live. And you know how to find me at. Georgeur Sammy, J A R J O U R S A M I, and George at G Georgeur. That's G and then J A R J O U R. So you yeah, can go find, find Go us. ahead and say what you're uh, going to say. Just want to make sure people stay find. quarantined, I guess, in a way. Like when I say, say quarantine, that doesn't mean staying, like don't do anything and sit in your room and just like be scared. But social, social, uh, what do you call it? social contact? Limit your social contact. Yeah, so be social, social be socially distant. And one way you can pass your time by being socially distant is take my brother Sammy George's suggestion and listen to our podcast. And go on sports.com. That's sports.com. And go read the sports news. We're putting out some really fun content right now. Uh, not, we're not putting up too many game highlights at this moment on the website because there's no games. But we're putting up a lot of other stuff that I think you'll find interesting. And on a real note, go do something that you enjoy or you've wanted to do. You're home. You've always wanted to start a podcast. You wanted to be an artist. You wanted to design clothes. You wanted to be a writer. Like, well, you guys are home. Do something productive and, and you know, follow, try try one of your passions that you've always yeah. said you wish you and, had more time at home. And, and, you know and what I mean? Just to piggyback so, off that, Sam, give it a like, go. And don't do the opposite. Uh, like, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of time on their hands. Don't drink all day. Don't become an alcoholic. Stay healthy. Can I just tell you something, George? In 1665, the University of Cambridge temporarily closed due to uh, the bubonic plague. Isaac Newton, Isaac Newton had to work from home, and he used that time to develop calculus and the theory of gravity. So, yeah, what, what, what do you do? Uh, what you know, do you do? they'll look back. On, you know, <laughs> in 2020, George and Sammy Jarjour developed the theory of don't drink too much alcohol during the uh, coronavirus so you don't become an alcoholic theory. What are you guys doing of your life? You're not coming up with theories like we are. I mean, that was your theory. My theory is really more about... I think calculus is a little more... uh, Bigger picture. Calculus is cooler theory. Bigger picture. Cooler theory. All right. Let's get rolling. Um, we'll uh, we'll reconvene here in a, a day or two. We'll get another couple podcasts rolling for you people, and uh, make sure you check out our website and stay safe. What's that? Out what do there. they say? You know what they say, George. This Redefined. is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Take care.